Welcome to the One Love, One Faith podcast, where we use the love of Christ and faith in his word to navigate Christian living in the 21st century. Remember to follow us on all social media platforms at One Love underscore One Faith. Hello out there. Hello everyone. My name is Camille. And I'm Anthea. And you're listening to episode 52 of, of the, the One, One Love, Love One, One Faith, Faith podcast. podcast. No, yo, yo. <laughs> I'm hyped. <laughs> I don't know if y'all know, but this is our one year anniversary. This is, this episode completes a full 52 episode one year cycle of weekly episodes yeah for one love one faith thank you one love nation for just being a part of this and if you've been a part of the journey from the very, very beginning, beginning you yo you are a real og so much to us and i, I don't know i'm just i like i know this was the plan yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah. it's just like we did this like for consistently a year. every single week weekly no episodes. matter what this was our number one priority nothing came before this even when it had to get done yeah even when we were up to our neck when it comes when it came to work even when personal lives right personal lives a hurricane a whole hurricane that displaced us temporarily (laughs) oh my gosh we we are so grateful for this ministry and i know for some people it's like very small but for for us mm-hmm. it's it is a way for us to not only serve in the way or in the capacity that we can yeah but just to spread do our part as in spreading the gospel and that's why mm-hmm. between the verses this episode is also important to us because we love to not only talk about I mean relationship topics are really wonderful yes but when we dive into between the verses and we talk about how we see God through the scriptures and we see how God has used previous situations to actually talk to us today. Mm-hmm. It just speaks volume of who God is and we get to know him more and get to love him more on a deeper level. Yes. And so, yo, yo first of all, let me just, hey, 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 we hyped. We ready. <laughs> we are very, <laughs> very excited. And I guess, you know, friend, we can officially tell the people that we are going for another 52 more. So we have decided that um, for right now, we're not changing anything as far as the format of, or at right. least the schedule of the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every Thursday, you can still expect a weekly episode. Yes. So we're just we're just celebrating, you know, the fact that God has given us a year of, of, of recorded episodes, but we're going for year two, okay? Right, right. So it doesn't stop, and we hope that you'll still be here um, when we're when we're making that celebration too. Right, but and thank keep you. sharing, please. Yes, share Keep it. sharing, and hopefully we are going to be able to expand mm-hmm. this um just this part of the ministry into something bigger. Yeah. And I pray that the One Love, One Faith podcast is in your prayers because we know that the fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. And so we want 
each and every one of you guys to remember us in prayer. Remember that all of us are in this together, this walk, this Christian walk, all of us are in it together. And so whenever we are praying, just know that the One Love, One Faith podcast or the One Love Nation is in our prayers and we are continuing to cover you guys and I hope that you guys are covering us as well. You know, this is a whole team. This is a this is a village, you know? <laughs> yes. If you know what I'm saying? And of course, you should know that we first and foremost thank God for just... God. For allowing us to be used in this ministry, but it's been a blessing to our lives too and yes. we thank him for even just you know, make giving us that that determination to want to do yeah. weekly episodes yeah. for a year, okay? Yeah. So we thank you, Lord, for just giving us, you know, this assignment. Yes. When How Jesus appropriate said, in the middle of the yes. story of Jonah to talk about our assignment. But um, yes. as you know, this is part two. Part two. We extended between the verses because yes. there were simply too many gems to pull out mm-hmm. of this 48-verse story mm-hmm. of Jonah. And so um, let's do our let's do our question, and then right. we can kind of do a recap for everyone. Let's do our get to know us question, and yes. we can jump into our recap, right? Yes. So get to know us question, mm-hmm. right? It says, "All right, question, friend. Mm-hmm. Have you ever been upset by an answer to your prayer? <laughs> upset? That's such a furious, infuriated. Have I been upset? I've been upset and disappointed. Yes." And it's it's because the answer to my prayer was not an answer. No, it was an answer. It was no. Yeah. <laughs> or not right now. And yes, I have been. Now, I have had times where I'm like, you know what? You knew what you was doing. I see you. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, glad yeah, you yeah. didn't answer that prayer. <laughs> you know, and no then I have some I'm yet in the midst of. And mm-hmm. I'm like, well, you know, I don't like it. <laughs> I'm disappointed. Mm -hmm. But because of the journey, because of the past, I know that in the end, I'm sure I'll be fine. But yes, of course, I have been disappointed by an answer to prayer. You know what? Mm -hmm. I feel that. (laughs) I feel that. Have you been? No, honestly. Yes, I have. I have. Sadly, unfortunately, Mm -hmm. that is what we resort to, especially when we have a desire for something right right Right. and whether it is no or not yet or later Mm -hmm. you know it is still something that you know we feel some type of way about like we salty about it because i'm like i like you know i wanted this right because daddy don't want to give it to us right it's like you're a kid and you ask for something and they're like no not right now right are you going you going to a supermarket and mom can i have this no put it down (laughs) Right? right like but Later on, as you said, later on down the line, when you see what he protected you from, yeah, you're like, all right, I see you, but I mean, I see you or whatever. Right. So honestly, 100%, like my desires sometimes control, sadly, my emotions, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But I pray that I get to a place where once, once he says no, it's just like, I right, but right you know, that we trust that he holds the future in his hand and that when he says no it's no for a no, good reason no. yeah. yeah that's yeah we have to trust him yeah. yep <laughs> so it is <laughs> all it right easy. jonah part two right jonah part two okay let's give the people now if Dolts. you want the gems from basically chapter one yeah um all but the last verse of chapter mm-hmm. one then you've got to go back you just got to go back to episode 51 okay but we'll do a little recap just over the storyline right right so we right. have jonah a prophet right 
so Jonah, a prophet, he gets uh, uh, an assignment from God. He right. says, yo, go get up, go down to Nineveh, cry out to them and yes. tell them, yo, y'all need to chill. Y'all need to, because their wickedness. Y'all doing the most. Y'all doing the most <laughs> and y'all nasty. Right? Right. So God tells Jonah this and Jonah's like, uh, first of all, I won't do that because of Nineveh's reputation or whatever it is. Jonah didn't want to do this. Right? So Jonah is like, I ain't going. Period. So he leaves and he flees to Tartish. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. And so apparently he wanted to escape the presence of God or which, flee from the presence of God. Which is impossible. Which is definitely impossible. Mm-hmm. Right? So, mm-hmm. yeah, Jonah, that was not smart, buddy. But, right? So he does that. And what he does to flee is that he went to Joppa. He saw these men who were on a boat and he was like, yo, bro, can I get a ride? Right. To go to Tartish. Exactly. They're like, all right, bet. This is this is a fear. And he was like, all right, bet. So he pays mm-hmm. to go to Tartish, right? Mm-hmm. And now as he is on his way to Tartish, he feels like, yo, I'm about to go hold a nap or whatever. Right. As this dude is sleeping, a big, the Lord, God, a big G right. God, come on now. The Lord sends a storm. The Lord sends a storm. The Lord sends a storm because the Lord is saying, excuse me? <laughs> Where is you going? I thought I sent you over here. What is you doing? On the opposite so, side. Right. <laughs> so God sends a storm because he, because, well, we'll find out. We're about to find out. Okay. Right. So he sends a storm and the sailors and the captain, I mean, they're distraught. They're throwing things overboard. They go wake up Jonah and they're like, come pray to your God. What are you doing down here sleeping? Right. You ain't with us. Yeah. So they cast lots. They find out Jonah is the problem. Mm-hmm. Jonah is actually the problem. Mm-hmm. And so um, they ask him what they should do. And he says, throw me overboard. And we had a little praise moment because, honestly, the sailors come to know the one true God and serve him. Yes. But yes. poor Jonah <laughs> is thrown into the sea. He got to go. Okay. He's got to yeah. go. So we were, at the end of episode 51, we were praising God for being that type of God who can who can turn situations around, who can save people in the midst right. of our disobedience, right. in the midst of our rebellion. Right. But now we get to pick up Jonah because Jonah was just floating in the sea. Floating in the sea, child. <laughs> While we are here giving a praise report, Jonah is floating in the sea. Jonah is floating in the sea. And that's where we pick up for episode 52. Okay. Right. So at this point... <laughs> Friend, for me, the yes. story gets very mystical. Yes. Okay? Yes. Because God sends a large fish mm. to swallow Jonah. Verse 17 of chapter 1 says, Now the Lord had prepared a great fish to mm-hmm. swallow up Jonah, mm-hmm. and Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights. And that sounds like a magical fairy tale to me. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And to many other people, too. But I wanted to highlight something before we talk about this fish, right? Um well, before we talk about the mysticism of it. But mm-hmm. um, in Hebrew, that word there, prepared, actually means assigned Ooh. or appointed. Mm-hmm. God had a mission for Jonah to go teach, preach in Nineveh, give him a message. God had a mission for this fish, too. Mm-hmm. This fish was specifically for the purpose of getting to Jonah. Yeah, yeah. We see that resemblance, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you just mentioned it. God created us. Mm-hmm. And we have an assignment. He yeah. also created this fish mm-hmm. and he had an assignment. Because even Genesis talked about, you know, the Genesis talked about him creating whales, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So you could, normally the Bible does not really give you vivid information until, uh, unless they plan to use it elsewhere, right? <laughs> right? And I really feel like you see that. You see that 
the fishes or the whales because some people's some people some versions or some some part of scripture mentions it as a great fish it says some a say big it's whale fish. right it says you a know, big fish not a whale just a big fish <laughs> do as you will right it. i think i think we know in that. matthew right, they mentioned right, it right. as a whale so hey we know a whale is a big do fish. you do do you do you boo boo do you right but the whale or the fish mm-hmm. was appointed or assigned yeah. to be Jonah's savior in this particular situation. Right. 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 He was designed to be like, hey, this is your, this, honestly, their assignment is to you. go pre- preach the word of God. Your assignment yeah. is to save this man. God was like, who hey, trying to be you to fish, me. I yeah. need you. Come yeah. over here. Oh, yeah. I got this crazy prophet <laughs> over here trying to run for me. And now I got him floating out in the middle of the sea. And yeah. I need you to just kind of get him back. Get him back over to where he's supposed to be. Right. Okay. And he's like, bit. Right. Gotcha. Because, you know, it's a fish. Yeah. And animals and creation, as we know, are better at obeying and serving mm-hmm. the creator than we are. So okay. We- so that fish had no choice but to go get Jonah. Okay. And now look at them crazy. Right. <laughs> like they gonna, The rocks will cry out hey, if we don't, right? He so will. The rocks will he cry out. He don't need us to cry out. He said the don't. rocks. <laughs> okay. Okay. So Jonah stays there three days and three nights. Mm. And I just wanted to say, like, yo, gross. Like, absolutely disgusting. Have you ever smelled fresh fish? Okay. Mm. (laughs) Just yuck. Okay. Mm. Now, where do you think this fish was going? Okay. Remember, he was supposed to be going east and he was trying to go as far west as he could get. So this fish was heading east. Okay. I feel like God is saying, look. You don't want to go where I sent you? This fish about to swallow you and bring you back to the point of your disobedience. The point where you decided you were, you were that you from. were going to run from me. Okay? Right. Why do you think he sent a fish to save Jonah? For I don't know. I, I really feel like that, though. First of all, let me just say, gross. Exactly. Gross. I feel like if I was Jonah, I will be like, ew, 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 ew. I'll just be like, I will be so... First of all, if y'all don't know what it's about me, I'm very scornful. Like, I don't like to touch... Nothing that looks weird. Mm-hmm. I don't like that. Right. That's not me. Right. I'm not. I'm not me. Nah, we're yeah. not doing that, right? Uh-huh. But I don't know if any one of y'all, the one love nation, if my Jamaican peeps are out there, you can attest to that. But I don't know if you've ever, like, killed or prepared a fish, mm. and you have to take the guts out. That thing is nasty, bro. <laughs> that thing is filthy, bro. <laughs> y'all, y'all. Y'all, whenever you go to the fish market, just just watch how they prepare or they they clean the fish. That stuff is nasty. Not not to mention he's in the part where the na- the nasty part. He's in the the belly. That's yeah. The fish oh is my still gosh. digesting things in there. It swallowed yes. kelp and seaweed and seawater and other fish and other creatures. And not to mention the stuff that have already rotten. Oh my gosh. Ooh. You know what? We're going to talk about how Jonah felt about that later on. Right? Oh, disgusting. But I honestly felt like he was really going back towards Nineveh. Right? Yeah, he had That's to be. exactly where he was going. Because first we of all. We know that in the story because he was journeying to Nineveh after this point, you know? Right. And it's like, the only way for that to happen is if the fish was heading back. Right. <laughs> He's taking back, taking you back to the assignment that you were fleeing from. Right. Right. Exactly. Um, and you see here where I also feel that God wanted to reassure Jonah mm-hmm. again, that he's going to take care of him, yeah. right? Yeah. You don't know exactly what is going to happen, but not only did Jonah not know, like you said, that God prepared something for him, mm-hmm. but again, 
he knows that God is going to take care of him. Because under normal circumstances, right? On a normal on a normal day, mm-hmm. you would not survive that. You cannot survive not regurgitating, but living inside a, a fish's belly. Like normally the enzymes and stuff like that to break down food, you should be dead. Right. But he once again protected Jonah. Mm-hmm. And it shows, right, that and, and this should also be a lesson to us too, right? Mm-hmm. That disobedience, yeah? Disobedience can lead us into unpleasant places, unpleasant circumstances, unpleasant sure. situations. And so we have to be mindful of that. Yeah. Right. That whenever it is that we are given an assignment or given an instruction or command and we choose to go the opposite route, when we face, when we face adversities, we cannot be mad at, at that. Yeah. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. we know that we know that sometimes we have to, deal with the consequences of our actions Mm -hmm. and i think that's what jonah was dealing with right here exactly also friend Mm -hmm. you see that the assignment or the appointment of the whale again was divine because in matthew 12 40 right the king james version say for as jonas was three days in on three nights in the in the whale's belly Mm -hmm. so shall the son of man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth Yes. Right. So Jonah's Jonah's journey also is an illustration of God's death, death and resurrection. Right. Jesus and again, draws that parallel. Right. Yeah. And again, it shows that not only was he also a prophet, but you see why it is that his story is so significant mm-hmm. because it ties into something that Jesus was going to do, not only to for, you know, him to to show something but also to save humanity to right. save us to go on calvary's cross so that we again do not have to sacrifice and shed blood for our sins mm-hmm. he already paid the price we talked last week about our week before we are bought with a price and mm-hmm. that price was the blood of jesus yeah yeah mm-hmm. so we have to be mindful of that when we when we choose to go contrary to god's will hey right you know, right here, I see something else, too. I see God saving him, and I think it's comical that he uses, you know, a fish. Mm-hmm. Um, because really, could he have used anything else? I think so. You know, he he's God. He there could have been a little raft mm. in the water. Yeah. But no, a fish. A wave could have just, like, yeah, carried him. Mm-hmm. You know, God can defy space and time, and, you know. But no, a fish. But I, I also see a God that, you know, God cares about, jonah and all of this it's Mm -hmm. not just about the message that jonah has for nineveh right so god wanted to save his servant he didn't want his servant to be in the middle of his own mess that Mm -hmm. he created yes in his disobedience he had to face this consequence but what i see is grace like in the middle of the mess that we too make for ourselves god still pursues us and chases us and that's really the story of jonah right like like Jonah ran, God chased, you know, like that's what it is. But God chases all of us and he chases us down and not so much because he needs us to do the work because as we said last week, he can find anyone to do the work, but he does it because he cares so much about us that he doesn't want us to suffer the consequence of a life without him Mm -hmm. or the misery of a life outside of his will or sitting in disobedience to the missions that he has assigned us. So he refuses to give up on us. And I see like the prodigal 
son was sitting in that pigsty, right? Yeah, yeah. And Jonah is now in his pigsty. He yeah. is in this belly of a fish mm-hmm. and he's in his mess. But God, you know, this is God finding him and he's about to clean him, clean him, clean him up and restore him yeah. to his original purpose. Right, here, right, right. So what we do is we find Jonah in chapter two now and he's in the fish. And really chapter two is is a prayer. It's really yeah. just a prayer. And to me, I was reading it, friend, and I was like, hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I you didn't even say sorry, Joe. Right, right. Like, to me, I was kind of like. You ain't got no respect. Right. I was like, you ain't really addressing what you did. <laughs> but then I was like, wait, let me not be too judgmental. Right, because that's all of us. So right. Sometimes we glance over. We're like, well, Lord, I'm sorry. Right. But, you know, we to justify. Me, he doesn't really apologize. But he does. Like, you know he knows the error of his ways. Yeah. And he praises God for rescuing him. And, of course, there's a praise report in all of this. So the point of chapter 2 to me is that very, is in verse 9 where he says, salvation is of the Lord. Mm-hmm. And he's thanking God for, for rescuing him despite yeah. his rebellion. Right, right. Now, honestly, as you, you can see here, if you look into chapter 2, right? Mm-hmm. You can see that he's not only, I, I, even though he didn't apologize, you could see that he yeah. is sorry. No, you right? could see it. Yeah. Right, right. You could see that he's sorry because he was in agony. Yeah. Because he described his situation, right? Right. He, desc- he said, because the Bible says he cried out from the belly of hell. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So that's what he was, he felt like he was in hell. Yes. And again, I, I, I'm telling you, it was not, I, I honestly could, I could empathize. I could understand mm-hmm. what he was going through. Like I said before, if you have never cleaned a fish or uh, like that thing is nasty. So I could bet I could understand how he was feeling, exactly. what he was going through, what was going through his head, why he felt the need to say that prayer mm-hmm. and such a compassionate or passionate prayer too. Cause the prayer was deep. I ain't gonna lie to you. I was like, okay, poetic much, but right. It is poetry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you could, you could see that it's coming from a place of desperation yes. and a place of like, yo, like even though I did this and you, you, like you are truly amazing. Like you really and truly are graceful. Cause guess what? I didn't have to be, I could have been out. I didn't have to be here, <laughs> but you saved me. You made this. And even though I don't like the situation that I'm in, even though I'm calling out from, the, from the pits of hell, yeah. what he would perceive as the pits of hell, I am still grateful for this hell yeah. because it could have been worse. Could have been worse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I could not have my life. Mm-hmm. Right. So at this point, um, you know, Jonah is vomited up by the fish. Yeah. Okay. Vomit gross. Oh my gosh. Oh gross like not only i can't imagine what that smelled like like you already are fishy you smell like fresh fish and now you smell like fish vomit like i just and the guts and the grime and the stuff that's inside oh my and then can you imagine if people had seen him i was wondering about this because they kind (laughs) of gloss over this right but like the bible glosses over it but i'm wondering like i'm sure people were like what the heck is going (laughs) on like first of all this is jonah he being he's a prophet he's being spit up they don't see a ship. They don't see a boat. They ask where he came from. And he, and he's like, yo, crazy story, bro. Like, for this real. This fish swallowed me. And I got here because he just, like, spit me up. God brought me here. He just spit me up. <laughs> and I'm sure that people were looking at each other like, <laughs> okay, Jonah. Okay, <laughs> like, Jonah has lost. <laughs> Jonah has lost his marbles, you know? <laughs> no, just... but fucks, though. Fucks. I think... I think the Bible allows us to create these images in our minds, right? Yeah. Our imagination can take like, like just like extreme measures when it comes to this. Because first of all, I'm thinking they're asking if people saw him, right? Yeah. They're like, 
where are you coming from first of all and second of all why you smell like this <laughs> why do you and how do you why what do you say like it's a long so, story long story and you know us we're very inquisitive even though you smell i want to know why yeah like what happened to you <laughs> like why why you smell like that you know like oh jamaicans they would be like long story jamaicans would be like cut it short like cut it short we want we still want to know <laughs> So he's going to be like, boom, we I was know. in a fish, now I'm here. <laughs> no, fox, fox, fox. So, okay. So chapter three begins with Jonah getting a second message from mm-hmm. God. Same mm-hmm. instruction, second time. Yeah. But praise report, right? Because now he wants to go. We get yeah. second chances, right? Yeah. So, so far, Jonah has ignored God. He has run. He's rescued by God through a fish. And now he's on land again. And I think maybe he was thinking that the job had been done, maybe, or that... I messed up and maybe God used someone else. He isn't actually sure yet what's what has happened until God gives him the instructions again. But I see a praise report here that we serve a good God and he is the God of second, third, fourth, fifth, and yeah. sixth chances. Yeah. And sometimes Satan gets into our mind and t- minds and tells us that we messed up and that God won't want us anymore mm-hmm. and that God won't want use to us. use us anymore. Yeah. But God is good and he gives us plural chances. Yeah. Okay? yeah. And Jonah's just like us. We take detours too. We don't listen. <laughs> Sometimes we don't seek God's guidance. We don't want to go on the mission he has for no. us. But he uses it to his glory because that's just who he is. Right. But at the end of the day, just like Jonah, if you try to run, he's going to bring you right back. Right, right. To where he wanted you to be. Right. In the first place. Right. And you have to understand, too, when, when the assignment is for you, the assignment is for you. Mm-hmm. And I feel There's like... There's something for you in the assignment. Yes, exactly. Right. And, and you can see, Jonah was also, it, it was prophesied that this was going to be his task this was going to happen to him mm-hmm. and so sometimes no matter how many chances god has to give you to create or to to do the assignment i feel like he is that compassionate that he'll give you multiple chances mm-hmm. look at the book of judges we talked about this before how much the israelites have have gone against god and even the amount of time he has saved them then they go back to worshiping idols and he's then they cry out then he saves them and then you see multiple chances time and time again and we see that in our lives because time and time again we have sinned time and time again we have fall short of the glory of god yeah. time and time again we have done stuff that are wrong broken his commandments done terrible things not being our brother's keeper you name it we have done it right but he says come boldly before the throne of grace he allows us to come before him and he allows us to bring everything to him and he all he says is repent confess of your sins and i will forgive you you know what i mean like who doesn't want to serve a god like that yeah you feel me like Amazing. he's not like human beings who'll be like nah he's not like me because sometimes i'll be like first of all you did this that's dead you ain't coming near me that's not god yeah that's, he is so welcoming. He's warm. He's loving. His arms is wide open. He sees you from afar like the prodigal son. He sees you from afar and he's like, yo, yo, come on. I see you. Come on. Come back home. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Yeah. Oh my gosh. God is good. <laughs> Man, you was, you was different. 
So at this point in the story, Jonah still has another three-day journey to Nineveh. Mm-hmm. And he does. You know, we're going to kind of go quickly through this this second part mm-hmm. of Jonah. It's not the end of what we have to say about him, but we are going to go quickly through right. this portion of it. So he delivers the message to the people of Nineveh. And the king repented so much that he even wanted the beasts, the cows, the cattle. He wanted the animals to also not eat and to repent and be and to be covered in sackcloth. Yeah. That's how repent you know how how much repentance he had yeah. in his heart he was like oh no 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 we ain't, ain't we nobody are, eating <laughs> we are not gonna go through the consequence of this the animals are gonna say sorry okay y'all go fast too <laughs> and, and nobody is gonna eat in this mug but i wanted to kind of like shed some light because you know sackcloth if, if anyone is is like wondering right mm-hmm. what what sackcloth because we've seen this time and time throughout the scriptures right yeah. people are sorry they cover themselves in sackcloth mm-hmm. so sackcloth is also like a form of of like garment or clothing and it's it feels like a rough type of vibe it's not it's nothing that a king should wear yeah. but you see the king humbling himself because he don't want to get this wrath he don't want no smoke right. so he takes off his heaven or his his royal robe the purple with the gold and the stuff and the chain and all of that he takes that off and he's like uh-uh he's going to put on sackcloth right right so sackcloth is used as a sign of mourning by the israelites right so it was worn in a sign of, like as a sign of submission or a sign of like self-grief or humiliation right mm-hmm. so many people use that in the bible um to ask god for his mercies yeah right and to show that yo i'm sorry Right. So when you see this, know that it is a sign of mourning or, you know, grief or humiliation. Right. They're showing how repentive their heart. Right. 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 So, you know, you had mentioned this earlier too, friend, but when Jesus makes that parallel between himself and Mm -hmm. Jonah and the three days, Mm -hmm. you know, he also makes a further comparison um, in Luke. He says that, hey, um, he says, the men of Nineveh shall rise up in the judgment with this generation and shall condemn it. Mm-hmm. For they repented at the preaching of Jonas or Jonah. Mm-hmm. And behold, a greater than Jonas is here. So basically, he's making this parallel between, you know, the people of his day, but also us now. Okay. Mm-hmm. And he's like, look, Nineveh had Jonah and they listened. And Nineveh was doing bad. Mm-hmm. We know so it was a bad it. city. We mm-hmm. talked about it last week. And now you have Jesus and you're not listening. Do you know what? Jesus Ooh. is a greater prophet than Jonah. Jesus is the son of the one true God. Mm-hmm. And you're not listening. And even us today, you know, the world is much worse than Nineveh. Mm-hmm. And we're not listening to Jesus, a yeah. greater one than Jonah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So God turns his wrath away from the people because they repented. And now they're not going to be destroyed. And this actually isn't the first time Jesus does this. He does it all the time. And mm-hmm. he actually tells people he's going to do it. You go to Jeremiah chapter 18 verses 7 through 10. Mm-hmm. I won't read it all. But Jesus, I mean, God says, you know, if at any time I announce that a nation or kingdom is to be uprooted, but they repent, then hey, I will reconsider, right? you know, and if they don't repent, I'll reconsider the good I had intended to do for it. Mm -hmm. So he already said, look, sometimes I'm going to be able to reverse what I said Mm -hmm. about destroying a nation if they come to me 
In repentance. In repentance. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Again, you see God's mercies. Mm -hmm. But again, you see God changing his mind when it comes to destroying, you know, people or a nation, right? Mm -hmm. So remember the story of Ahab and Jezebel and how when they committed the murder against Naboth because they wanted his vineyard or Mm -hmm. he wanted his vineyard and he puffed and huffed and puffed and he was like, because right. Nabal was like, yo, no, this is like for my generation. Like, you, you can't have this. This this is for my people. This right. is my, my sons and my son's son's son and all these different type of people. Mm-hmm. And so he's mad. He goes to Jezebel. He's like, yo, this man ain't giving me his video. And she comes. She kills him. And as he as he comes and she tells him, yo, go get the vineyard. It's yours. He's not, he's, I can imagine him skipping down there laughing, you know, talking about what he going to do with it. And he meets Elijah and Elijah says, yo bro, like God told me to tell you, I'm about to wipe you out because of what you done did. Right. And now he, he rents his clothes. Right. And he repents and God says, I see that you are, you're, you're, you're sorry about what you did or what your wife did. Mm -hmm. And so I, I'm I'm not even going to do you that. Right, I changed my mind. I'm not gonna kill you. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna take you out. But I'm having mercy. I'm having mercy. And right. again, we see how merciful God is when we come to Him in repentance and when He sees that we are truly sorry. Because God is God can see our hearts and He knows when we are sincere about what it is that we are praying about and what it is that we're sorry about. Mm-hmm. And so when you come in true repentance, He wipes your slate clean and He gives you a fresh start. And he wants you to understand that about him. Yeah. He wants you to know this about him. Yep. So here we have chapter four, guys. We've arrived at the final chapter of Jonah. And I got to be honest with you, Jonah's attitude here <laughs> just completely confuses me. <laughs> you know, chapter four opened and it says Jonah is displeased. He was very angry. Why was he angry? I just don't understand why he could be so heartless. Like this man is a prophet and he is bothered by the fact that God has decided to save Nineveh. And he is so bothered, friend, that he is like, God, just take my life from me because mm. I just can't be bothered anymore. I mean, what? Like, yeah. I just, yeah, I was very confused One Love Nation. I got to be honest. I'm no. just like, Jonah, what is you doing? You wilding. Yeah. His behavior he and and if it was it was just like you know what just take my life I don't care but he was just like tripping out he was like nah 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 kill me cause if you gonna do this might as well you kill and I'm like bro bro what is you mad about Mm-mm. like Jonah was big he was big mad like mad <laughs> mad like I think I think it may have been like you made me walk for three days three days journey right and you brought me here you are and we already knew what this place was about and i feel like is it if it's either was it maybe was the journey that he had to take or he knew what Nineveh was all about he knew the condition of the state um or of the city um i don't know but his reaction was definitely surprising i would have thought as a prophet he'll be like yo they, they turn into god like i'm happy hallelujah yeah, praise he the lord praising dude was like uh-uh Mm-mm. Mm-mm. i don't like this now in part one i had mentioned that i think we might find out part of the reason why jonah didn't want to go to mm-hmm. nineveh and here's where it comes up and it's very painful though it's very sad for that to be the reason mm-hmm. but he actually says yeah he actually says god i knew you i knew you yeah, are yeah. gracious and merciful and that's why i didn't want to come here in the first place and i'm like whoa Jonah, chill. Calm down, like, bro. Chill. I hate <laughs> that attitude. And he's like so self-centered. And what I don't like about it mm-hmm. is that it's like God 
extended grace to you and now you're upset that you'd rather die somebody else yeah. right you'd rather die than live with the kind of god that forgives his enemies like they i guess he's thinking you they've been over here partying they've been living in sin they didn't know you they were serving whatever little g gods they wanted mm. to serve not mm-hmm. heeding you and i come all the way over here just for you to save them yeah. and I, i'm just like you know what i was really struggling with that but i think something we can pull from that is you know christians as Christians today, we shouldn't do things like this. We don't have jurisdiction over grace and who deserves it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. And I think that might be what we're seeing here. So just to kind of speed it along, you know, Jonah goes out of the city. He's trying, he's watching it. God lets this tree grow up to to cover mm-hmm. him because it's very, very hot. And um, and then a worm comes and kills the tree and Jonah faints from the heat. And once again, he is so dramatic. dramatic. He's so dramatic, <laughs> so yo. Dramatic. He's like so angry. And he's like, oh, it's better than me to die. die. It's better well, for it's me, me to die than to live. And he just throws a tantrum Over like a, a child. Tree. Okay, Over a tantrum, a yeah. like a grown yeah. man, prophet of God, throwing a tantrum yeah. over a tree. Over a tree, right? I was like, Jonah, take some deep breaths, bro. Like, calm down. Why right. is you so mad? Mm-hmm. You certainly don't want to die. Like, why? You, really? Like, no, fam. You, you definitely need to use your coping skills. Like, it's not that deep, right? Right. But I honestly felt like God was teaching him a lesson. And I feel like he did it in the most petty way. Like, God was God like... God <laughs> has jokes, okay? God is funny. He, no, he's, he, God prepares a tree. Then Jonah enjoys the shade from the tree. God now sends a worm to eat the tree. And then he sends a special heat mm-hmm. for you. Now, I don't know if anybody has ever been to either New Orleans or Jamaica. But like, yo, the sun is hot. When I say the sun is hot, that mug is hot. So can you imagine when God prepares a special heat just for you? Man, I understand. I understand what he was going through. <laughs> and so here, this chapter ends kind of like this open-ended thing. Here we've seen Jonah be rescued. We've seen the people of Nineveh. We rejoice in their repentance. And then God asks Jonah this final question. Should I not have concern for Nineveh, mm-hmm. in which there are more than 120,000 people? And there's more to that question, but that's, you know, that's the gist yeah. of the question. Mm-hmm. And it's a question that we don't even get to hear Jonah's answer to. Right. But I've figured that you know the point of this question is that it's not to it was being asked to jonah in that moment but that's its purpose in the in the holy text right Mm -hmm. is to ask us that question and i think god is using this minor prophet's book to ask us and the people of his day that question and i hope and pray that each of us understand grace and understand that grace Like it doesn't, hopefully we're not making these imaginary lines in our mind about who is worthy and who is not, or that we as believers or longtime believers are somehow more worthy. That's nonsense. Right. I also feel like you didn't necessarily see Jonah's response either, right? Mm -hmm. Because God actually revealed his heart to him, right? Because in verse 10, um, the NLT version, it says, the Lord said, you feel sorry about a plant, though you did not put it there. Mm-hmm. Um, or it came up quickly and it died quickly. And I feel like he he then now realized the, the, right. the stupidity of his wrath. He you was care like, about a tree like, and not the salvation of a city? Him. Right. Then God also revealed um, the spirit of, 
are the heart of the people of Nineveh also in verse 11, because he mentioned that they didn't know their right hands from their left hands. Mm -hmm. And it showed that they really didn't understand who God was or had a knowledge of who God was and how merciful he is. Right. And so I feel like, honestly, God wanted to, he, I feel like he had the intentions of saving them. Yes. Because he knew that they were just babes in their faith. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. I really felt that. Yeah. Yeah. Now, if you go to Jeremiah 12, I think Jeremiah had a similar, maybe possibly more relatable, because right now I can't really, I got to be honest, I can't really understand Jonah's wrath here. But Jeremiah has a similar question that that I think relates. He says, God, why does the way of the wicked prosper? Mm. Why do all the faithless live at ease? Mm. And that concept might be something we can relate to, because have you ever asked yourself, like, I constantly serve you, God, and I seek you, and I just feel like the ungodly are just prospering, and I'm not doing as well as the people over there that are drinking and carrying on. But honestly, we, as Christians, we have to make sure that we understand that, like, who is deserving of grace? No one. Who can earn it? That's the meaning of grace. God's grace doesn't need a reason. It's amazing. Mm. It's free to all. It's afforded to all. And grace means that we can't, there's nothing we can do to make God love us more. And there's nothing we can do to make him love Love us less. Like grace is grace. And as Christians, we really have to make sure that we're not being like Jonah and and upset that God Mm. extends this wonderful gift to others. We can't be like that. Right. Absolutely, friend. Absolutely. And I thought about this and I wrote this actually post in my, um, in my thing. I came up with it like some time ago. Yeah. And, uh, it says that your sins does not disqualify you mm-hmm. from God's grace and his mercies. Right. And I want you to understand that. And I don't want you to feel like, um, you are the only person that is worthy of grace because here Jonah forgot that God extended grace to him. He forgot that he was in some form of predicament. He he forgot that he also sinned and fall short and fell mm, short. Mm, mm. And he was in a situation, in an unpleasant situation, and he cried out to God. And he so he forgot that, and that is the same thing that the people of Nineveh were doing, mm-hmm, right? right? Now, it may not be the same form of sin, but n- nonetheless, it's still sin. Right. So you cannot forget when God has given you grace you cannot forget or you cannot feel as if other people are not worthy Deserving of the same of grace same grace same grace right now um friend we have concluded the four chapters of jonah right, right. but we wanted to talk about something on a whole that we see in the story of jonah and that's mm-hmm. the concept of us running from god right and i am so glad that we serve a god that chases us he is a god that is concerned about about the messenger and not just the message or the mission mm-hmm. he sent us on. He's concerned about the process that we're going through and not just the outcome. And he's a God who chases us during our rebellion. And rebel we do. <laughs> Fox. Fox. No, honestly. No, we see this and we we can take away that sometimes our desires may, may allow us to fall into sin. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And so this is the takeaway we want, we want you guys to have. Right? Yeah. Sometimes our desires may cause us to fall into sin, but somehow God always has something readily available. There's something prepared for us to help us in that predicament. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It also tells you that sin can, mm. can bring you into 
some unpleasant circumstances or unpleasant situations, right? Yes. And we have to be careful about that. And also that our sins don't normally this normally um, affect us only, but it affects others around us. And we have to be mindful of that. Yes. Sin puts us in unpleasant situations and running from God will always cost yes. more than you want it to cost. Mm-hmm. And so I want us to ask ourselves this question. Like, how do we respond when where it looks like God is pulling us mm-hmm. is opposite from where we intended to go? Right. And how do we get excited about interruptions from God? Mm-hmm. And if you've heard of the author and speaker Priscilla Schreier, she talks she's about bad. Jonah. Yeah, she's powerful. And she speaks about Jonah and she says that an interruption to our life like Jonah had is actually God's invitation to do something beyond our wildest dreams and that an interruption is actually a divine intervention. And when mm. Jonah was willing to allow God to interrupt his life, when he finally was willing right. after running, <laughs> the result was the revival of an entire city oh, that yeah. turned its heart toward God, right? Mm. And so that made me think, like, what are interruptions in our lives? You know, mm. Jonah's interruption was this mission he didn't want to do. For us, it could be like, we're single again. And this year we wanted to be married. Like, marriage is what we want. Or our dear friend is moving away. God asks us to do a new role in ministry. Or we have an unfaithful spouse. Mm. We have a friend that just needs something from us and it's just so inconvenient right now. Or maybe a hit to our budget or that bad, devastating news from the doctor, right? right? God sometimes allows bad interruptions to happen Mm -hmm. and even good ones that are surprises and comes come with you know um unexpected life changes even the good ones come with that but don't run i'm pleading i'm praying to god that we won't run i'm pleading with the one love nation not to run when god sends you on a mission because every day that we spend running from god is a day wasted Mm -hmm. it's a complete waste of time right right Now, friend, I love that you talked about interruptions because I was listening to Kev on stage and the podcast he has with his wife, Melissa, and two of his other friends, right? Mm -hmm. And they were talking about, or they were describing what they want in a best friend and the qualities that they had, or they wanted them to have. Mm -hmm. Um, And a few of them responded, or one of the cast members responded that they, a best friend is one who is unbothered by them being inconvenienced by them right so they don't have a problem with being inconvenienced by their other friends mm, right yeah and i thought about that and i i really feel like that's what god wants with uh, with our relationship with him right mm-hmm. he does he doesn't want us to complain when he interrupts our lives or our plans or our lifestyle routine Whatever it is, because sometimes we like to have things planned out and figure out and we have a routine for this and a routine for that. Yes. And God is saying, when I interrupt your life with a kingdom assignment, I don't want you to complain. I want you to understand your role. I don't want you to run. I don't want you to crumble in fear. I want you to understand your role and move forward towards that promise Mm -hmm. or move forward towards that assignment. Yeah. And so, guys, we hope and we pray that you just do it. 
Yes, just do it. Remember do it. that it's not just about the message. It's about the messenger. And yeah. if you're the vessel, if you're the messenger, there's something in it for you too. There's something God is doing. He's powerful. It's not just about the person he's sending you on the mission for, on behalf of. Mm. He has something for you in it too. Yeah. And so we have to be willing. Ooh, yes, yes, we yes. We have to be willing. Yes. All right, friend, we got to wrap up. I told you guys, 48 little verses, <laughs> but there is so much in Jonah that relates to us and we just had to break it up. I hope that you enjoyed both parts of Between the Verses on Jonah. And friend, let's just pray that, like you said, that we just go and do it. We we just do it. Just do do it. it. When you get your kingdom assignment, just do it. And don't run. Don't waste time. Yeah. Yeah. Let us pray. Father God, we thank you so much for your loving kindness and your tender mercies towards us. We, Father God, we thank you for grace. We thank you for mercies. We thank you for your unfailing undying continuous love oh heavenly father we thank you for picking us up every time we have fallen we thank you for redirecting our thoughts and redirecting our 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 footsteps father god father god we pray oh heavenly father that every time that you interrupt our lives with a kingdom assignment that we would just do it that we would push forward that we will remember our assignments to go therefore and teach all nations father god we pray oh heavenly father that we are not crumbling in fear that we are not caught up in what we think will happen or what we what we desire to do but we will just think about the purpose and we'll think about the mansion that you're preparing for us. Lord, we thank you so much for your word. We thank you so much for the prophets, Jonah. We thank you so much for every single thing that you have revealed to us today in this scripture. And we ask that you continue to reveal to us, Father God, your your goodness and your mercies and your grace and your and our assignments, Father God, through your word. So we thank you, oh God. We love you and we ask that you forgive us of our sins and shortcomings. In your name I pray. Amen. 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 Just another celebration for episode 52. Yay, yay. Thank you for being here for episode 52. And we thank you for all of the love and support. And once again, we're doing it again. So we'll see you next week. Same time, same place. Te amo. Adios. Peace. Bye, guys. love nation thanks for listening to the one love one faith podcast we love our listeners and hope you'll join us again next week please share the one love one faith podcast and always remember that each day is an opportunity to show his love and grow your faith